I've been preaching on the subject of servanthood. And uh, I've been preaching for a while and it has really touched my heart how powerful it is and what Jesus has to say and how much it should be part of everything in our life is to be a godly servant. And one of the messages that I'm going to share from tonight is called being a ten-talented servant. Being a ten-talented servant. You see, principles are necessary to the promises that God has. Matthew 25 and verse 14, it reads... For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to each according to his own ability, and immediately he went on a journey. Then he who had received the five talents went and traded with them and made another five talents. Likewise, he who had received two gained two more also. But he who had received one went and dug it in the ground and hid his Lord's money. Now I want you to see when the one servant took the five talents and turned it into ten talents, Jesus never said to him, you prosperity cult. God wants you to multiply. God wants you to be a success. God wants you to produce your maximum potential and will for your life. Whether it's in business, whether it's in sport, whether it's in the ministry, I want you to know God has a plan for your life that is exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or think. And God wants his, God's on your side for you to prosper, to multiply. And uh, Bishop Pastor, is the right of Pastor Mosa, but I, I, like, I like the word bishop too, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> but he started working in our wholesale book department, packing books, putting everything together. Little did I know where God was taking him and where he would be today. Amen. God's got some great plans for you. You young people, you're going to get your education. You're going to go to university if it's God's work. You're going to be overcomers in life and you're going to be leaders. Now he goes on and he said, uh, that the Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You are faithful over a few things. I'll make you ruler, verse 21, over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. This is not talking about heaven. This is talking about entering into the joy of the Lord tonight. If you're living as a servant of God, enter into that. The Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You are faithful over a few things. I'll make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. He who had received two talents came and said, Lord, 
You delivered to me two talents. Look, I've gained two more talents besides them. His Lord said, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. I make you rule over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Then he who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man. Reaping where you have not sown. That's not true. God is a merciful, giving God. Amen. Amen. And verse 26, but the Lord answered and said to him, I said in verse 25, I was afraid. Hid your talent in the ground. Look, what you have, what is yours? But the Lord answered and said to him, you wicked and lazy servant. Now I'm gonna define this whole thing. I'm just reading and then we'll get into the message. Servant, you knew what I reap where I have not sown and you gather where I have not scattered seed. So ought to you, you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers. And at my coming, I would have received back my own with interest. Therefore take the talent from him and give it to him who has 10 talents. Isn't that unusual? I mean, one's, one's got 10 talents, the other one has got five talents, and God gives it to the 10 talent person. Because I'll tell you why, God is looking for people that are gonna produce the maximum in their life. God is looking for servants that will say, God, use me. I'll go wherever you want me to go. I'll do what you want me to do. I'll serve where I'm planted. So Jesus is laying out for us a principle for life that is so easy to miss. Now, number, now let me say this. The transformation and growth is both a miracle of God and the stewardship of humankind. You see, Jesus is here tonight and he is in you. So when you came here tonight, he came with you. And many people think you've got nothing to do with your stewardship. You partner with Jesus. Yes, he's the Lord of your life. Yes, you yield to him. You surrender to him. But I want to tell you, greater is he that is in us than he that's in the world. And that if you're in the right place at the right time doing the right thing, you will see God bless you abundantly. Say amen, somebody. You see, God entrusts us with his resources, then holds us accountable for what we do with them. 1 Corinthians 4, 2, moreover, it's required in stewards that one be found faithful. Each servant is entrusted with the master's property. Each one was effectively positioned to succeed. I thank God that when God called me to go to Bible school, I went. Amen. And that started the process in my life to being where I am today. I've been preaching now over 40 years. And I'm telling you what, I'm going to be around for a few more years. Amen. You see, each servant was measured, not in comparison to the other, but by his own God-given capacity. We all have been created equal, but not all the same. I can do whatever I wanna do, I can never be as thin 
as pastor. <laughs> we are created equal, but not the same. And I want to tell you tonight, you have the potential in you to go far beyond you've ever imagined, to go into places that nobody would have believed you could go to. In Romans 12 verses 4 to 6 from the message, in this way we are like the various parts of the human body. Each part gets its meaning from the body as a whole, not the other way around. The body we're talking about is Christ's body of chosen people. Each of us finds our meaning and function as part of his body. But as a chopped off finger or cut off toe, we wouldn't amount to much, would we? That's the question mark that's got there from the message. Would we? I'll tell you, people that separate themselves from everybody else become weird. You must be planted in a local church. You must be part of that church and you must function with prayer meetings and you should not miss out on what God has for you. Amen. Amen. God wants us to be the best possible you you can be. Now this is what I want to focus on. You thought I started preaching. I'm starting now. Okay, right now. I meditated on this today. Small things matter to God. Now I want to read from Matthew 14. And uh, verses, Matthew 14 verses 16 onwards. Jesus said to them, They do not need to go away. Give them something to eat. And they said to him, we have here only five loaves and two fish. He said, bring them to me. Then he commanded the multitude to sit down on the grass. You know, people thought we invented people being ushered to a seat. Here is where it was. It's the same as being born again. The media used to say, where did you invent this born again? I said, no, it's in the Bible. And that's why we don't have chaos. You can get to a seat. They'll usher you to a seat and we keep things in order. Say amen. amen. So he told them to sit down on the grass and there was thousands of them. And he took the five loaves and the two fish and he looked up to heaven. He blessed and broke and gave the loaves to the disciples. And his disciples gave it to the multitudes. Now think of this. Jesus gives them this little fish and the loaves. And as he's given it, they take it and they serve it. And as they're serving it, it's multiplying in their hands. I'm telling you, you can pray for the sick you can cast out devils. You can, be, you can have a total breakthrough for somebody in this congregation when you pray for them. Amen? Amen? And yet Jesus takes the fish and the loaves, puts it in the disciples' hands. 
Can you imagine what was going on in the head of those disciples? They must have said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, next. And you know what? There were 12 baskets left over. 12 baskets. He must have gone home with those baskets, carrying those things. And when he got home, he must have said, Mommy, 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 look what's happened. Jesus took my little fish and my little loaves and he multiplied it to the thousands. Not only that, look what I have. And you see, some of you are always waiting for God to bless you instead of doing something for God and he'll bless you when you start to do it. As you start to hand out, as you start to be an usher, as you start to be in that prayer meeting, as you start to do what God wants you to do, that's when God moves the most. I don't know how many people I've heard say, oh, I wish I could have gone to Bible school. I thought, well, who stopped you? Has anybody put a gun to your head? Your pastor would come to Bible school and then get home late at night taking the transport. How long did it take you to get to, get to, to two hours? You see, this didn't come from falling out of a tree. This never came from some rich parent. This never came from a big church like this given to Bishop. This came by being at that wholesale and packing those boxes and and being faithful right where he was and serving God with all his heart and, and going for God. And God just began to take those little fishes and those little loaves and he began to multiply. Amen. Ezekiel, you've been with him for so long and you just see multiply and multiply. But I tell you, it starts with the small things. We are faithful if we are trustworthy. When you are faithful, you're automatically a trustworthy servant. The person who is unfaithful cannot be trusted. Can God trust you just with two little fish and a little loaf of bread? Can God trust you with the finances? A great man of God that's gone home to be with the Lord, uh, Brother Oral Roberts told me the story. He said, uh, a man came to him one day and he said, Brother Roberts, I'm really battling uh, in my finances. So Brother Oral said to him, are you a tither? He said, yes, I am, but I got such little to tithe. So he said, well, just be faithful, keep tithing and keep giving. Now just keep a smile on your face. I'm not gonna check on who's giving or who's tithing or whatever. I'm not gonna do that. But as the months went by, this man began to prosper and prosper and multiply. And then he came back to Brother Oral one day and he said, you know, I'm really battling now. I don't know what to do. So so Brother Oral said, well, what's the problem? He said, I'm making so much money now. I'm battling to tithe on this amount. He said, would you pray for me? And Brother Oral said, sure, come here. 
And he said, Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for removing the finances that this man is being blessed with so that he can be obedient in his giving. Now, it's just a story, but let me tell you, some people, they get fat heads and thin hearts, and as God begins to bless them, they forget immediately who's done the blessing and who's behind it all. I'll never forget that story. Can you be trustworthy? You see, when we are unfaithful, we're a bad investment. Perseverance is a must to reach your potential. You've got to persevere, you've got to keep going, you've got to stay in the race. Amen? And if something happens in your life and you hit a giant, some disease, some situation in your life hits you and you, and, and, and you think to yourself, what am I going to do now? I'll tell you what you do. Get up! Get up from where you are. Get back to where God's blessing you and keep going for God all the time. Amen? Many times people ask me that. How did you get through this? By just keeping on keeping on. And how many people tonight are not in the place where they should be? Because they went through some tough time. Something happened in their life. But I'll tell you, no weapon formed against you shall prosper in Jesus' name. If God be for you, who can be against you? You see, perseverance is the ability to remain faithful for the duration, however long the master is gone, or however long before he returns. Tommy Barnett was saying that God gave him the vision for the Dream Center in Los Angeles. 16 floors of this massive ex-hospital and they ministered to the prostitutes, one floor, one floor for the drug addicts, one floor right all the way up. But he said God spoke to him was 40 years before it came to pass. And some people get frustrated and they leave the church because they've been there for four weeks and nothing has happened. It's like God has to be a magician. So stay in the race. Keep faithful in the small things. And then Jesus said this in Matthew, what I read. He said, lazy and wicked. Now, lazy, I understand. Many people do nothing with what has been given to them. But wicked? Phew, I thought about it. I thought, wicked? You're talking about prostitution, robbing a bank? Wicked. Why does Jesus use the word wicked? You see, God views negligence of our potential differently to how we see it. Amen? It's dishonoring to God to live below his potential. Come on now. I know this is a hard one. And there's no wicked person near this building tonight. 
Then he talked about he feared. Now you know there's a difference between the fear of God and being afraid of God. You don't have to be afraid. But the word fear in the Bible means to respect, to honor, to give preeminence, to give first place. But we don't have to walk around being terrified. I mean, I watched the children, our kids, uh, when they were small. I'd be counseling, seriously. And in walks one of the kids. All I did, open the fridge, take out a Coke, close the fridge, and walk out while I'm busy counseling. I thought, we should be like that with God. Hello, God, we love you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you for being healed. Thank you for these finances. Thank you, Father, for blessing me abundantly. Thank you, Lord. Amen. One of our kids was uh, were very young, started at the table. Dad, can I, can I have this? Can you just give me that? And I thought, I said, speak properly. <laughs> Tell me what you're saying. <laughs> Haley, <laughs> tell me what you're saying. And then the Lord said to me, this is how you come to me, you people. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and he's saying, come to me. All ye that levy laden. And I'll give you rest. Come into the throne room of grace boldly. And in the time of need, I'll provide for you. You see, the one fear sets us free. The, the other fear will paralyze you. Now, God does not only see what you are, but what you can become. I don't think anybody could see when David was a young man with his little sling. I don't think anybody could see some of the men of God and women of God in the Bible, nobody saw it, but God knew it. God saw it. God saw it. And I'll tell you what tonight, you count in the eyes of God. You are valuable and precious to God. And God sees everything. And I believe God stands in, he says, my son, my daughter, go for it. Do it. Do it, do it, do it. And he's blessed and proud like we are of our children. You see, when we refuse to maximize our God-given potential, it doesn't please God at all. To relinquish it, to neglect it, to reject it is wicked. 
in the sight of God. Now quickly, I'm not going to be long, too long. <laughs> yeah, we've had, most of them will tell you we've had some preachers from overseas that when they finished I needed a shave. <laughs> and you know, in the early days they needed to be at home before a certain time. And then they couldn't work out why all these people were leaving. And they just carried on. And the guy came to me after and said, why are all those people leaving? I said, because if they don't get the bus in time, they're never going to get any transport home. Ah. Oh. <laughs> you see, God created you unique. Not to be average. To succeed and not fail. If you call my God to business, you will prosper in that company. You will prosper in that business. And you'll always have critics try and criticize you because they want to create their world for you. They want you to be below them. So they keep on trying to tell you, you can't do it. You won't do it. It won't happen. Amen. And I'm not bragging tonight, but when I, we started the church in uh, 1980, uh, the largest church on a Sunday morning had four or five hundred in. Today, these churches, uh, Pastor Mosa, at a lot of the, the, the ones that are my sons and daughters, we mustn't leave the woman out, amen, please. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, they got a prayer meeting bigger than what was the largest church those days. Amen? And it's going to get worse for them. <laughs> Come on now, yes. Yes. What, you got 60? How many buildings? 60 churches? 60, yeah, 60. And it's just starting. Amen. Just starting. God can trust you. God's seen you faithful. Ephesians chapter 3, verses 20 and 21 from the message. God can do anything. You know far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. He does it not by pushing us around, but by working within us. His spirit deeply and gently within us. Glory to God in the church. Glory to God in the Messiah in Jesus. Glory down all the generations. Glory through all the millennia. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. God never intended for you to die without reaching your potential. I bumped into a person in the supermarket uh, a little while back, and she said, Ray McCauley. I said, yes. And I could see how disappointed she was, because then she said, I thought you were dead. (laughs) 
the jealousy of some people. Amen. When you succeed in business, well, I'll tell you what, I think he steals here and he's got this here and he's doing this here. Where, 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 where? <laughs> Philippines 1 verse 6 says, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. We are born with potential, but we are called to live productive lives. The fool squanders his potential. And those who produce fruit for the kingdom of God will find an expanding role in the kingdom of God. It's not about how much you are or how much you have, but what you do with it. And our faithfulness will produce influence and impact on others. And God will keep enlarging your capacity to, to be a blessing. The kingdom will keep coming. The kingdom will keep coming. Even in the midst of our financial crisis, even in the midst of what we're facing right now, I'll tell you, he'll never leave you, he'll never forsake you, and he will provide for you. We are ambassadors for Jesus. Now I'm closing right now. And let me tell you, an ambassador gets paid by the country that sends him to the other country, not by the country that he's in. And you're an ambassador for the kingdom of God and he will make a way, he will provide and he will bless you. You see, talent fueled by character is a powerful gift from God. So tonight, I'm gonna pray for you in a minute. Choose to be a 10 talent person. Don't let others dictate what you can or can't be. Deuteronomy 30, 19, I call heaven and earth as a witness today against you. I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and your descendants may live. Now, please don't leave the building. I want you to stand up right where you are. Please stand. And just remain right where you are right now. I want you to bow your head, please. Just start to pray. And Father, I thank you tonight that all over this building, people have come that you have predestined to be here. That Father, that they might not even have realized what's gonna happen in their life tonight. But Jesus said, you must be born again. He didn't come to start another religion. He came to give and have a relationship with you. And if you do the coming, he will do the rest. He says, come unto me. Come. Come to him tonight. 
Don't put it off for another week or another moment or another time. Tonight is your night. And you can come just as you are. Maybe you're here tonight and you say, Pastor, I did pray a prayer. It might have been months, years ago, and you're living just like the prodigal in a spiritual pigsty. Well, don't run from God tonight. Run to God. What a privilege and honor to pray for you. God has some wonderful things ahead for your life. But it starts with giving Him your life. It starts with you saying, yes, Lord, come into my heart, come into my life. I receive you as my Lord. God is not finished with anybody here tonight. He has a plan and purpose. While every head is bowed, people have been praying for you. If that's you tonight, quickly, just raise your hand and say, Pastor, would you pray for me? Would you raise your hand right now if that's you? Say, Pastor, pray for me, please. Quickly, just slip your hand up as I look to this congregation. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Bless you, bless you, bless you. Come on, be included, not excluded tonight. If you haven't raised your hand yet, quickly slip it up right now. Thank you, thank you, bless you. Hands are going up everywhere. Come on. This is your night tonight. Thank you, thank you. Maybe you've been in fear. Maybe you've been insecure about this thing. But tonight, quickly, just slip your hand up and we're gonna pray for you. And Jesus is gonna wash you and cleanse you and give you a brand new life. I'm going through the congregation one more time. Anybody in this section, you haven't raised your hand yet, please quickly just raise it. And say, yes, pastor, please pray for me. This section over here, if, you, if that's you and you haven't raised your hand yet, quickly slip your hand up. Let me just see, quickly. Thank you, Jesus. Anybody in this section here? Thank you. Just raise your hand. Thank you. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. In this middle section, just quickly slip your hand up. Quickly slip your hand up. In this section over here, just raise your hand. In this section on the end on my left here, just quickly, if you haven't raised your hand yet, raise it right now. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Now we're gonna wait 30 seconds. You might have thought, well, phew, I got away with this. No, you haven't. This is your night tonight. Now in the next 30 seconds, if that's you, quickly slip your hand up. Quickly just raise your hand. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I want you to look up at me now, please. Just look up at me. If you raised your hand or should have raised it, I want you to get out from where you are, please, and come down here to the front. Amen. Come. Bring your personal belongings.